When people are shown the way, the Spirit can move their hearts. Peter encouraged people to repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit, and they listened. We can do the same. We can be shepherds to others by modeling Jesus' love and radical acceptance. If we let the Spirit work through us, we can lead people to greener pastures. Suffering may be part of the journey, but we know that's okay. And even if we go astray, we have faith that the Holy Spirit will always lead us back to the Lord. Welcome to the Real Word Podcast for the fourth Sunday of Easter, Cycle A of the Roman Catholic Lectionary. I'm Brandon Jubar, and I'll be your guide as we walk through the readings for this week. It's an important process because we believe the scriptures are the inspired Word of God. But to really be nourished by the Word, we need to break it open and look a little deeper. We need to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Now, the messages I get from these scriptures might feel right to you, but you also might find that the Holy Spirit tells you something else, and that is absolutely all right. So if you're ready, let's dive in. As I said, tonight we'll be looking at the readings for the fourth Sunday of Easter, Cycle A. Our first reading is from Acts of the Apostles, it's chapter 2, verses 14a and 36 through 41. Our second reading is from 1 Peter, it's chapter 2, verses 20b through 25. And our gospel reading is from John, it's chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Uh, just a couple things to note. First, we only have readings from the New Testament, also known as the Christian Scripture. And the reason we do this is because during the rest of the year, we're looking to the resurrection. So even during Advent, we're, we're still anticipating the coming of the Messiah, which then leads to the resurrection. However, during the Easter season, we're looking forward. We're looking from the event of the resurrection, looking at how it continues even today. So tonight, we'll see that Thousands of people joined the club. Suffering for doing good is good. And thieves and robbers don't use the gate. Okay, let's start by going through the readings, and then we can talk about the messages we find. Our first reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Our second reading is from 1 Peter. Beloved, if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, 
This is commendable for before God. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And our gospel reading is from John. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him, because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. All right, so let's take a first glance at these readings and ask ourselves, well, what does it mean? What messages and meanings can we find if we dig around just a little bit? So our first reading was from the book of uh, Acts of the Apostles. And in this reading, we actually heard a a pretty exciting story, and it was quite a turnaround, which we also discussed last week. Remember that not long before this scene that we read, Peter had denied Jesus three times out of fear. But in our reading today, we saw that something amazing happened. Peter set aside his fear and proclaimed that Jesus is the Messiah. It's a bit of a surprise because, like I said, not too long before, Peter had been denying even knowing Jesus. But now here he is taking up the mantle of teacher that Jesus had left behind. And the people were listening. In fact, they they were so moved by what Peter was saying that they asked, what shall we do? And Peter didn't hold back. He He told them that they needed to repent be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. This, too, is a surprise because it's not often that people are willing to completely change their lives in response to a message. But that's exactly what happened. 
And the reason I said this was a pretty exciting story is because about 3,000 people were baptized that day. That's right, 3,000. When you stop to think about that, it's easy to see that it's a, it's a testament to the power of, of God's truth and the power of the Holy Spirit to move people's hearts. So the main message I got from our first reading is that when people are shown the way, the Spirit can move their hearts. For us, the most important part of that message is the first part. When people are shown the way. Unfortunately, there are lots of clergy these days who are so focused on, on their interpretation of orthodoxy, right? their interpretation of the letter of the law, that God's truth and the way gets drowned out. Orthodoxy focuses on what you must believe, while orthopraxy focuses on what you should do, how you should live your life. In this reading, Peter focused on orthopraxy, what you should do, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit, and people listened. He was brave enough to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, and amazing things happened. Because when people are shown the way, the Spirit can move their hearts. Our second reading was, is from 1 Peter, and in this reading, Peter is writing, he's, he's quoting from Isaiah, sharing a powerful message about the suffering servant, who is also the healing Savior. Peter was reminding the Jews of the words of Isaiah, which, which speak of the suffering servant who was without sin and who took on our sins and by whose wounds we have been healed. It can make suffering sound easy, and in context, Peter is actually quite hopeful in this message. He was explaining that the same person who was willing to suffer for us was also the one who would lead us back to the flock when we stray. It's a reminder that we're not alone in our struggles and that the Holy Spirit is always at work, guiding us and leading us back to the Lord. Peter was suggesting that although suffering isn't a good thing, it is commendable when you suffer for doing good because you're following in the footsteps of Jesus. And no matter what happens, we can take comfort in the fact that we have a loving and healing Savior who is always there for us, even in our darkest moments. Anyway, the main message I got from our second reading is that the Holy Spirit will lead us back to the Lord. No healthy person wants to suffer, but as a true disciple of Christ, we accept the fact that we may end up suffering for doing good, and that's okay. We also acknowledge the fact that we aren't perfect, which means we might stray from time to time, and that's okay too, because the Holy Spirit will lead us back to the Lord. And finally, our gospel reading was from John. And, you know, I never like being compared to sheep. Does anyone? The word sheeple, it isn't an insult for nothing. <laughs> but maybe I was missing the point, or at least being too sensitive over a metaphor. 
in our gospel reading today, Jesus used the sheep and shepherd metaphor to describe how he leads us to eternal life. Now, at first, it can seem odd to be compared to sheep, but when we understand that sheep need a shepherd to guide them to food and water, yeah, we can see the parallel. It is a bit confusing, though, and it feels like a mixed metaphor when Jesus says that those who came before him didn't enter through the gate. So they were clearly thieves and robbers who came to steal and destroy. So we immediately think about the good shepherd laying down his life for his sheep. And, and we've talked a lot and heard a lot about the good shepherd, but that's not where Jesus went with this. After he explained that only shepherds go through the gate and sheep will only follow the voice of their shepherd, he doesn't say, and I am the good shepherd. He says, I am the gate. The gate. Jesus is the gate for the sheep. What the heck does that mean? Well, I, I think it means that only through Jesus can we enter into eternal life, like passing through the gate of the sheep pen. He talked about the sheep who will come in and go out and find pasture. But remember, he also talked about the fact that only shepherds will enter through the gate, not the thieves and robbers. Sheep and shepherds will come through the gate. Sheep and shepherds will enter through Jesus. So we, we shouldn't be sheeple blindly following anyone with a voice who calls themselves a shepherd. We need to watch to make sure the shepherd we follow entered through Jesus, the gate. We need to listen to make sure the shepherd we follow is the voice we recognize as being our shepherd. We talk a lot about Jesus as the good shepherd and often forget that Jesus is also the gate, letting other shepherds into the sheep pen with us. In fact, you and I might just be one of those shepherds leading people through Jesus, the gate, so that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus certainly didn't say that only ordained clergy are allowed to be shepherds, and we are all baptized priest, prophet, and king. So the main message I got from our gospel reading is that we can be shepherds leading people to greener pastures. As true disciples of Christ, we can be shepherds to others by sharing our faith and pointing them towards Jesus, who is the gate to the sheep pen. We can model his love, his compassion, his radical acceptance, and we can encourage others to seek a relationship with Jesus. We can share the scripture message with them. We can pray with and for them. If we can learn to let the Holy Spirit work through us, then we can be shepherds leading people to greener pastures. All right, so let's sum up what we've talked about so far. In our first reading from Acts of the Apostles, the main message I came away with was, when people are shown the way, the Spirit can move their hearts. In our second reading from 1 Peter, the main message I got was, the Holy Spirit will lead us back to the Lord. And finally, the main message I got from our gospel reading was, we can be shepherds leading people to greener pastures. When people are shown the way, the Spirit can move their hearts. 
Peter knew this, so he focused on orthopraxy, encouraging people to repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. And the people listened. Thousands of people listened. We can do the same. As true disciples of Christ, we can be shepherds to others by sharing our faith and pointing them towards Jesus, who is the gate that leads to eternal life. We can model his love, compassion, and radical acceptance, and we can encourage others to seek a relationship with Jesus. If we can learn to let the Holy Spirit work through us, then we can be shepherds leading people to greener pastures. Yes, suffering may be part of the journey, but we know that's okay, as long as we're doing good work. And even if we go astray, we have faith that the Holy Spirit will always lead us back to the Lord. So let's step back and take a second glance at these readings overall and ask ourselves if, if our path has become clear. To do this, I like to answer two questions. So what? And now what? Okay, so what? Why should we care about any of this? Well, we should care about this because it's easy to say that we should be Christ for others. It's easy to say that we should lead people to the Lord, but it's usually really hard to step up and do it. Remember that after Peter said that suffering for doing good was commendable to God, he went on to say, to this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. So does that mean we're called to suffer because we do good? Well, probably not. I, I think it means that we're called to, to, to do good in spite of the suffering we might face for it. Unfortunately, most people don't want to suffer. And most people set the bar really low when it comes to their definition of suffering. Most bystanders don't intervene. They, they won't do good because it's awkward or uncomfortable, or, or they're afraid to seem rude by butting into someone else's business. Oh, sure, sometimes they might physically fear for themselves, but most of it is that they just don't want to get mixed up in it, whatever it might be. We should care about this because being a shepherd and leading others to Jesus might not cause us true suffering, but it might not be completely comfortable either. And we can't let that stop us. And the last question I try to answer is, now what? What are we supposed to do? Where do we go from here? Well, instead of telling you to go out and be a shepherd for others, I think we need to focus on improving our personal discernment first. If we can figure out what a shepherd sounds like, then we'll have a much better chance of becoming one ourselves. So with that in mind, here's your real conversation for the week. How can we discern the voice of a good shepherd? Now, I didn't say the voice of the good shepherd. I said a good shepherd. Jesus said he was the gate and that he'll let in shepherds who will gather their sheep and take them to green pastures and water. So <clears throat> how do we know who to follow? When bishops disagree with each other and contradict the Pope, whose voice do we follow? When clergy claim we must follow the teachings of the Vatican, 
until they don't agree with what the Pope is saying, whose voice do we follow? When some people focus on orthodoxy and others focus on orthopraxy and the two sides seem to be at odds with each other, whose voice do we follow? If we only listen to the voices that agree with us and ignore those who don't, how do we know that we're right and have nothing more to learn? So find someone you trust and have a conversation this week and explore the question, how can we discern the voice of a good shepherd? Well, before I wrap things up, I'd like to leave you with one more quote from Scripture. As you're trying to figure out how to determine who to listen to, remember what we read in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Maybe one criteria for discerning the voice of a good shepherd is to observe whether they're pushing burdens onto others or whether they seem to be picking up a cross of their own. All right, we've come to the end of our time here together. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back again next week. But in the meantime, I really do encourage you to use this as a starting point. Spend some time with a Bible on your own. Read through a passage a couple of times. Think about it. Pray about it. Try to open up not only your mind, but your heart. Break open the Word and then listen to what the Holy Spirit says to you. The Real Word Podcast is brought to you by The Real Values Project, Real Youth Ministry, and The Real Values Framework. Real stands for respect, engage, accept, and lead. For more information on The Real Values, please visit keepingitreal.club. And finally, the Bible readings used for this podcast are from the Holy Bible New International Version, copyright 1973, 1978, 1984, in 2011 by Biblica Inc. Used by permission, all rights reserved worldwide.